Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 187 of Big Trouble Little Podcast. I'm Joe Dubs. I'm Andy. And I'm showing up. I'm Zach. <laughs> and we are on the final movie for Black History Month. It's a bonus one because Zach... Backstory, Zach thought we were choosing two films, and he's like, you know what? We need to watch this movie. So that's why it's the number four movie. Yeah, uh, I've always wanted to see Last Dragon anyway. So. Yeah, I, w- I wanted to spread the word of this movie. Yes. <laughs> so we're going to get into that, but before we get into The Last Dragon, guys, what the hell you been watching, playing, or doing? I'll go first because I finished 1883, and season one is good. Um, then you're going to start 1884? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, because it's a prequel to the Yellowstone show. Dude, the universe of that show is huge now because now they're making a spinoff show called Four Sixes because apparently in Texas there's a ranch, the Four Sixes, and it's linked to Yellowstone. So there's going to be a show for that that's in the Yellowstone universe. And then they're doing 1932. So it's like literally right after the Great Depression. uh, And obviously Yellowstone has their own thing going on. Uh, which is four seasons has Kevin Costner as the lead. Uh, I guess, you know, probably before the pandemic and during the pandemic, he probably didn't have a lot of jobs. So probably stayed with yellow Yellowstone. And apparently the director is like big into like cowboy shit. And that's like, he lives in that Texas town and that's why he writes it so well. So 1883, I highly recommend you don't need to watch Yellowstone uh, to watch that show. But once you get invested in 1883, it made me want to look at Yellowstone because they're going to have certain scenes with certain people from 1883 to be in Yellowstone. So I finish that. I'm going to be getting into Yellowstone. I got a new gaming monitor, by the way, um, because over there is my TV and how my microphone is set up. Every time I would have to do like a live uh gaming stuff i would have to awkwardly move my chair which is uncomfortable for me for some strange reason and the microphone is oddly in a weird spot so like when i talk to people i have to turn my head so now i have a gaming monitor so i don't have to turn my head and turn my body so (laughs) that's another thing you have to turn your head like michael keaton in batman where you had to like do this (laughs) yeah (laughs) turn your whole body to look that way Mm -hmm. And I'd rather just have the things like, you know, I could look at my chat on the left-hand side and just keep my focus here. But anyway, I played more of Horizon Zero Dawn. Almost done with that uh, game before I get into Forbidden West. Really good. Uh, I don't know why I stopped playing that game. I don't know what came out during that time for me to, like, lose interest. But I'm having fun. I love the robot dinosaurs and stuff and how you kill them in the arrows. Um, other than that, movie-wise, haven't been watching a lot of movies lately. Besides the one that we have to watch. But yeah, um, Zach, what about you? Oh, um, been still kind of playing uh, Forza Horizon 5 on occasion. Um, not as much as I was. And... Uh, what else have I played? Um, oh, I've still been playing Resident Evil Revelations 2. I'm still kind of chipping away at that. I really want to sit down and get like a good session in. Mm. I haven't really been able to do that yet. 
um, been watching the older Spider-Man movies. Uh, I kind of had a hankering to do that after I saw uh, No Way Home. Mm-hmm. And um, I watched the first two Raimi movies so far. Those were uh, better than what I remembered them being. Uh, it's weird because like when I first watched them like way back in the day, I was like, "Oh, these are so cool!" And then like later on, I was like, "They're we they're all right." And then <laughs> it's like I've come full circle, and I'm like, "Yeah, these are good." I I I don't know why because a lot of people give the second one a lot of props. I like the first one better than the second one. They're very close for me. I the second one just kind of edges it out for me. Uh, I think I was dubs. I think I like the first one barely, barely, barely better. It's fine. Like, honestly, I almost, uh, I was about to say, you know what? I think I like the first one better too, until like two really got further into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's, there was just more stuff, more different stuff going on in that movie than the first one. You know, he's having the whole existential crisis, which he jokes about, you know, and it's, it's like, I don't know. Toby Maguire, yeah, too. I used to give him some shit for his portrayal for Peter Parker, but it's like he get he really gets down the whole loser awkward guy thing like perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, I'm sure. I don't know. I feel like someday we'll probably do a whole a whole thing about that. So I don't want to go off into the weeds real far. Hey, we got to make sure Disney. Uh... Maybe we'll take a long break with Spider-Man or something. I know we just had a long break because of the pandemic before we got a movie. Uh, but hopefully, you know, it slows down and we can hit the Raimi and the fucking uh, the, uh, the Disney-verse. I don't, really think, I don't really think they had a long break. I think it kind of went as they wanted it to because it's like each year had a two-year or each year. Each movie had a two-year gap. Um, and that still happened pretty much with this one. Uh but now, yeah, I think it's going to be probably a while before we see another one. Good. But uh, other than that, any, anything else? No. All right, Andy, you're up. Uh, more of kind of the same. I've been finishing up some stuff. Uh, I beat Pokemon. Well, beat. I beat Pokemon Legends like a few hours ago. Actually, I streamed it at uh, Twitch.tv slash The Cliche Mustache. You beat God. <laughs> Yeah, it, in in true Pokemon fashion, you beat the game, you get a credit roll, and then they're like, "All right, you beat the game. Here's thirty more things to do." Like, there's still there's still a lot of stuff to do in that game, but as far as the overall story goes, I beat it. But if you catch all the Pokemon, which is what you were told to do at the beginning of the game, if you complete the Pokedex another really big story beat happens and it's like not really a spoiler it's something you can kind of guess and i'm trying to decide i think i'm just gonna play the game on and off toward that end because i want to move on to some other stuff but it's it's a really fun game the game's fun as all hell it really um after i played shield i thought uh maybe i need to quit playing pokemon games for a minute just because shield was like good but not great but legends has been super good it's it's great and then I kind of jump the gun on some news later, but they announced the ninth gen of Pokemon games, uh, Scarlet and Violet, and they're going to play just like Legends. They're 3D. You can move the camera all around. It isn't fixed. 
And uh, from what I understand, it's going to work the same way as far as capturing goes. You can throw Pokeballs. You can get hurt by Pokemon. So if that's the case, then I, I can't wait for that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm a thrill. That'll be great. But uh, that's, that's to be seen, I guess. And then besides that, I've just been watching pretty much one episode of Peaky Blinders every night. That show is awesome. I sent you guys that clip of, of Tom Hardy being a scary motherfucker. He's great in that show. Unfortunately, he's only in it once in a while. But when he's in it, he's always he's always stealing the scene. He's great. But yeah, the, the show's still really good. I think season six is either out or it comes out this week. But we're still finishing season four is where I am. You know, it's a good show that kind of, I, I I may be wrong, uh, but every time I think of Peaky Blinders, I think of Boardwalk Empire. Have you ever seen Boardwalk Empire? No, I understand. That I, I, they're kind of similar. I think they, I think Boardwalk Empire takes place in 20s. the 20s, right? Yeah. yeah. So they take, like, um, Peaky Blinders starts, like, right after the First World War. And each season does a bit of a jump. I think I'm in 1925 right now in season four. So yeah, they they they're probably taking taking place around the same time, opposite ends of the of the ocean. If you ever have a chance, uh, watch that show. It's amazing. It kind of gives you insight of like what happened during the Great Depression because there's a scene. Um, you know what? I'm I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm gonna let you watch it. But it, there's a scene where I'm just like, oh. He's normally talking, and then something happens, and you're just like, what the fuck just happened? So if you have time, that's another show to take a look at. But other than that, anything else? No, that's it. Just Peaky Blinders and Pokemon. All right. So, Zach, you're the one that brought up this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I've never heard of this movie in my life. Never heard like anybody talk about it ever. So like when I loaded up this movie i was like oh no (laughs) like i've never heard of it before so like i didn't think it was gonna be fun at all uh it's obviously like badly acted but like in a good way uh i'll let you explain this movie but i was totally surprised i cackled my ass off in this movie i was like oh man like they're doing the whole martial arts you know sensei sending mass uh you know, person to like, you would think an Asian like country and city and stuff, but no, he's just in New York City, in Harlem. He's he's on a quest. He's on a, no, like uh, I purposefully didn't tell. I mean, I guess Andy knew about it a little bit, but I didn't. I didn't want to say anything about this movie. Uh, and I didn't. I had never heard of it before either until it was introduced to me by one of my friends. He's like, he just randomly, he was quoting it one time. And I was like, are you, are you quoting something? I, I, don't, I don't know what that is. Um, I think it was some show enough lines or something. The thing about catching bullets with your teeth. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, what is that? For? Are you doing a thing? He's like, that's from Last Dragon. I'm like, what's that? He's like, that's a movie. You've never seen it? I'm like, no. I was like, dude, you'd love this movie. <laughs> like, the next time we we hanged out or whatever, we brought it over, we watched it. Yeah, I, I love this movie. <laughs> it's like got that. It's that pitch perfect '80s kind of cheese, and it kind of uh, it's sort of like an encapsulation of like what the the flavor of Motown and stuff and what was going on there and whatnot. Even though it takes place in New York City, which I thought was strange. Mm-hmm. Figured they'd do it in Detroit. I guess Shogun of 
Motown doesn't sound as good as Shogun of Harlem. <laughs> but uh, it's um, this movie took place in the seventies. That might have made more sense because that's when all that Motown kind of like the the I wouldn't call it the B plot. Like it's got the weird the record guy and the disc jockey lady and and all this mm-hmm. other stuff going on. Yeah, but it, it well, almost feels like an L.A. movie that way, though. Kind of. Uh, Motown Records was still going pretty strong in the '80s because they they had Rick James and they had like uh, I, I forget the dude's name now, but they they played his music video in the in the movie, and um, like they, they featured some other music from around that time from artists they had on Motown Records. Uh, but like I. At first, I thought this was kind of like, could you consider this like black exploitation? And I guess not, because I tr- I tried to research that and see if that was the case. And it was no. Uh, so I guess it's just martial arts comedy, just with you know mostly mostly black lead characters. The the main villain's black. Tymok, the main character, Leroy Green Jr., not senior. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vanity, uh, who was a big get. That's another thing, like. This like, Barry Gordy was like the main producer, and he was like the guy that founded Motown Records and everything. And he was starting to like pr- wanting to produce movies and all this stuff. The, um, this I, I'm not I'm comparing, but I'm not saying it's like this movie. But it almost has like a Mel Brooks type of feel to it a little bit. Um, just you know this. If anything, you, it's trying to encapture Bruce Lee with this. Bruce Leroy kid. <laughs> it kind of does. It also that's, that's why I know about the movie at all is I was just a big Bruce Lee fan. So at some point, someone's like, "Oh, you should watch The Last Dragon." I was like, "Is that a Bruce Lee movie I've never heard of?" And he said, "No, but sort of, sort mm. of, yeah, a little bit." It's a Bruce Lee tribute. Yeah, yeah big time. Part, part of it is honestly uh, though. I kept remembering. Uh, I used to watch uh, cinema snob stuff all the time, and he would always say that's the worst thing you could do is show a better movie in your movie. And just the whole time, I was like, oh, man, I want to go watch Fist of Fury. Oh, man, I want to go watch Enter the Dragon. Oh, man, I want to go watch The Chinese Connection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that, too, when I was watching that, watching this movie. Like, oh, I want to watch all these Bruce Lee movies because I've never watched many of them. Um, but <clears throat> this also, like, sort of gives off similar vibe to, like, Purple Rain a little bit, in my opinion. It's really funny because the timing of that is like really close together. What was going on? Mm. It's like they were making Purple Rain, and Vanity was supposed to be a Purple Rain. She was supposed to be the girl in it. She's like one of Prince's proteges or whatever. Hmm. And she gets too big for her britches, kind of. And people are trying to sign her up to do all kinds of stuff because uh, she's kind of blown up around that time. And then that she gets signed over there to Motown Records and all that stuff. And that's how we ended up with who we ended up with in that movie. And she was supposed to have a four picture deal here. But as far as I could tell, they only made this one movie. <laughs> so, so go figure. Um, she had some soundtrack credits on some movies I saw too. Yeah. And she, I guess she did okay. You know, she came mm. off somewhat natural. Uh, but yeah, this movie's basically about, you know, young guy, Leroy Green on a martial arts quest. He's, he's all about the martial arts. He's idolizes Bruce Lee and he's trying to master. He's trying to master the last dragon so he can obtain the glow. And like, what's the glow? It's, it's, it's like you, the realization of it's like 
knowing without thinking. It's it's feeling. Do they do they call it that? And it like went over my head. Yes. Okay. They only they only said it very briefly, like once. It was like in the beginning, and I think somewhere near almost end of the movie. Well, yeah, at the end it becomes clear, but yeah. And his master's like kind of an oddball. It's funny. It just shows him training and stuff. He's like trying to shoot him with arrows, and he's just like deflecting them. And then he catches the blue one. There's one that's like a blue fletching. He's like, "How did you know to catch the blue one?" He's like, "I didn't." It's like you knew without knowing. It's like, whoa, whoa, holy shit! <laughs> I kind of cheesy martial arts stuff. The uh, Leroy um, is fucking hilarious in this film uh, because yeah. in, the, in the beginning, I'm like. Oh, his little voice is kind of like a Michael Jackson thing going on here, or like a Prince or whatever. And he's a very soft-spoken young man. Yeah, but is, is the way he's acting the whole movie like? I mean, I'm I'm sure it's not the way that the actual actor behaves. Like, I kept waiting for it to be a bit, but he really is just weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. So the thing with Tymok was like, I guess at that time he was like 19 or 20 years old. And he's a legit black belt. And it, to me, this is funny. They were trying to cast like all these other crazy people to, to be Leroy Green. And it, they were like trying to get like fucking Denzel Washington, Lawrence Fishburne, Mario Van Peebles, Wesley Snipes. <laughs> Jesus <Billy> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? And then they went with Tymok. I'm like, what? <laughs> Maybe they just figured like, no, I mean, some of these guys weren't super famous yet. Some of them weren't. Mm. Um, but. They probably figured, oh, we can get this kid, and I don't know, we'll teach him how to act. That's actually what happened. So he, yeah. So they went the other way with it. They got someone who knows martial arts and got them to act instead of an actor that they're going to teach martial arts to. Yeah. And you know what? In a way, it probably lends itself to the movie better because of what it's doing. Oh, I, th- I think so, a thousand percent. I, I don't think they do that enough. Honestly, like, I think too often we have to put up with subpar. Like, if it's a martial arts movie, then showcase the martial arts. Yeah. Well, that I was, what I was talking about was like kind of like how you know Bruce Lee, the Bruce Lee movies. It's like yeah, sure he was in Green Hornet, whatever. But like, what was his acting experience other than that? He was just like some sidekick in Green Hornet. He charisma. He was just charismatic. That's that's he all just, he had going for him. Yeah. Yeah, Tymok doesn't have like a bunch of charisma, but I feel it's like similar feel. Like this guy, it's more about the martial arts. It's more about like that than the acting and stuff. I felt like he almost broke through a few times. Like he didn't quite have the screen presence. I, I don't know. He was so close a few times. Yeah, he had some moments. Like I like. I really like when he goes to like the the fortune cookie factory place. <laughs> In disguise. He got, he got inspired by the Chinese connection. He's like, mm. "What? How is it, brothers?" <laughs> it's like he's trying to. He's trying to act like he's you know for Harlem and he's hip and shit from around that time. That, he's totally not. He's that, totally not. That's my favorite part of the movie because, like, he's trying to have this like urban talk, um, uh, and you know playing craps and he's like totally playing a different game and stuff. Scotch. Yeah, and it, it's funny because I'm just like, they have this kid who's like kind of weird on how he talks. He's like super martial arts you know into asian culture and then like they have him do this this scene where he's like undercover because you know bruce lee did an undercover thing so he's like that's how i'll you know get the master or whatever all the the chinese dudes or the the hong kong guys or whatever they are they they they're like trying to they're trying to emulate that culture too it's like everything's Mm -hmm. (laughs) flip-flopped 
mm-hmm. between the two of them. And it's just kind of funny. But like, um, I like I like the song and the weird dance thing they do though. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I was just like, this is cool. I like this. I, I it's like I like these guys. I kind of want them to have their own movie. <laughs> but um, I was watching a little bit of like the uh, some special feature stuff on my Blu-ray, and they were saying like that what they were going for with Leroy Green was like they wanted to have a protagonist that was like opposite of like most you know black protagonists like in stuff where they're like you know kind of hard ass and you know no no guff brother and none of that shit like mr t and stuff like that mm. uh they they wanted like a more like just a good guy just a stereotypical good guy soft-spoken young man who who will do the right thing and they did it <laughs> he will kiss um, he will kiss the feet of the shogun of harlem and then show enough shows up it's yeah. like it shows like it shows him doing that trade stuff, and then like there's a bunch of people in the movie theater watching uh, a Bruce Lee movie. By the way, by that's, the that's my favorite part of the movie. The by, movie yeah. by the way, Why was it? New York New York theaters are not like that. Because I, I I went into that movie, I'm like, wait a second, are these all gang members? Like, what's happening here? Are they just taking over the theater? No, they, yeah. they just made sure it looks like New York. Just New York theaters are just full of gang members watching movies and causing havoc and having a fucking breakdance party in the middle of a movie. You weren't there. You weren't in New York in 1985 or four. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I don't have this experience for myself, and I wish I did because it sounds hilarious. But on a podcast I listened to, they discussed this recently. They said it's a completely different thing when you go to see a movie in a predominantly black neighborhood because that's how they behave. They're all yelling at the screen and having a, having a crazy old time and stuff. I said, that sounds outrageous. And then I saw this movie. I was like, well, this is what they described. What the hell? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but they're all watching that movie. And then, you know, it's kind of heckling, having fun, whatever. Um, kind of reminds me of like Rocky Horror Picture Show kind of a thing a little bit. People do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <clears throat> then all of a sudden, like, yeah, some people come in with boot box, do a dance. Then the doors swing open and some guys come in and then they, they, they file up and then the Shogun of Harlem shows up. Show enough. What's his name? Show enough. <laughs> I can't hear you. Show <laughs> I fucking love that guy, man. <laughs> uh, what's his name? Uh, I had it here. Julius Carey. Uh, he's great. <laughs> He chews it up every time he's there. (laughs) I I was watching this and I'm like, wow, this character is so much better than some of the most of the WWE roster trying to shoot a promo. Dude, I had the same thing though. I thought the same, like, it's like this guy is such a gimmick. I love it. (laughs) Could do something with this. And it, this is down Vince. I mean, I know we're diving a little into wrestling. But this is down Vince Alley. Be like, it's funny, the fucking karate man who's black. <laughs> and he's just like good shit. Good shit. It could be. It was good shit in this movie. It was. It definitely was. Anyway, he's like an asshole, I guess. He's a gang leader, and he wants to like I don't know rule Harlem or something. It's, I can't figure out how he was trained so well as to as to be this guy. Like I understand that it's something you got to suspend your disbelief on, but like, where's he from? What's his backstory? Well, I guess like they don't give you much, which is that's fine, I guess. Hmm. But um, there's very briefly it shows him like I guess in his hideout or whatever the fuck him and his gang and they're just watching him beat up a guy and they're hmm. cheering him on. He's got like a trophy case, yeah, where it looks like he's like 
he's been in competitions and won and stuff. So clearly he, he has learned from somewhere and he is really good. He's just an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> he's using the power for evil. He's got the glow too. It's just the red glow. It's it's a bad glow. <laughs> he's he's Sith. He's a Sith he's a Sith version of martial arts. Um but yeah, like he wants to fight uh he, he's like telling everybody shut up and he wants to be in his row and then some kid's like uh Bruce Bruce Leroy could beat you up and who said that? He gets up <laughs> he just grabs the kid by his shirt and yelling at him and stuff. I thought he was gonna like toss the kid, like I don't know, I spike the kid on the floor or kick him or whatever. A kid does get tossed later, but it's yeah, that <laughs> does happen. Kids get messed up. <laughs> yeah, man. But like they, they, he sees Bruce Leroy, Leroy Green, and he wants to fight him, but he refuses because he he doesn't want to fight anybody. You shouldn't use your martial arts to fight people. It's only for self defense, last resort thing. And basically, that's his motivation is to get this guy to fight him so he can beat him and prove he's he's the best. He's the master. Mm-hmm. That's that's one plot point in this movie. <laughs> goes from there and gets into other stuff. You see Vanity for 15 minutes, whatever, setting that up. And then there's this crazy guy. Uh, I, f- I forgot his full name. It's like Eddie Arcadian, I think that's it. He's like fucking, I don't know. He wants to be like a music video producer or produce like pop stars. Yeah, he wants, and- to, he wants to be like an agent, but he he's not a good agent because he keeps on hiring like fucking failures losers to uh become these big stars and he's like trying to promote i which i thought like that was his wife at some point but girlfriend yeah it was just a girlfriend and Mm -hmm. she was terrible her her voice i gotta admit like the the music video that they made for her i was like oh she's kind of like okay yeah that threw me off too like i thought it was gonna be like comedically terrible Mm -hmm. but instead it just seemed like something that just could genuinely exist in the mid 80s yeah. It turns out that chick, uh, Faith Prince, she is a stage actress and mostly does musicals, so it could be why. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just like, they should have made it worse, I guess. Like, it was even like kind of a funny song. It's about, like, finding someone's porn or something. Yeah. It's really funny. It was a funny song. I was like, I like this. It's like <laughs> something that come out in the 80s. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this guy's, like, crazy. He wants, he wants Vanity to freaking show this video at the seventh heaven place, which is really confusing to me because I, I know of another seventh heaven <laughs> and she doesn't want to do it. And he's, it, this just drives him insane. Nobody Nothing about no. his plan or his motivation or his scheme or anything makes sense throughout this entire goddamn movie. Like, like it's honestly more ridiculous than people can learn martial arts and get like power. No, I believe like, that. Like, That's real. <laughs> I, I believe in that. But the yeah. stuff he does doesn't make any sense. Like he, they don't just like go to her and be like, "Hey, we'll cut you a check for like, you know, a hundred thousand dollars to show this." Because obviously the guy's rich. We'll cut you a check, just show this video, or you know, just show it to her genuinely. They kidnap her first, like mm-hmm. that's their go-to, and then he just decides to devote all his time and money on getting revenge on Leroy, even though I mean he stopped him obviously, but. He humiliated him. He put his head in that tank. Yeah, he he humiliated him, like you say, (laughs) and that becomes his whole... He becomes like a comic book supervillain at that point. And 
at some point, like when after they fought in front of the big screen, and like his his students all came in and started helping him, and cool. and he goes into the other warehouse and he's about to fight. Sure enough, I was suddenly struck with wait, why is this happening again? Like I was still excited, <laughs> I wanted to see the fight, but I like I had to do like. I had to take a step back and kind of like take mental inventory of what the fuck's happening in this movie again. Like, I, why is he holding a gun to this woman? What? Who is she to him? And what's going? I, I, I don't know. I got lost completely in the third act. But I was still having fun. You can have fun without knowing what's going on. I, I was like, wait, I forgot. I forgot the plot of this movie completely. <laughs> and then there's just a cool fight, so I was okay with it. Also, what's up with Leroy's? Uh, signature move being locking people up who want to help him he does it twice in like 20 minutes <laughs> he, does. he totally does here's another thing i want to talk about maybe it may be stupid on how i think about this but like the the kid who does karate like he's he's training right and he's like screaming really loud um johnny Yu, i think is his name yeah that's yeah. his name johnny Yu, like when you first see him, you're just like, oh, he's just a stupid, maybe autistic martial artist kid who's just, you know, fighting. And I was like, oh, okay. He, he's, the spe- he's the special one. But then, like, the next scene, he's, like, somehow uh, Leroy's best friend, kind of. And I'm just like, I don't understand. I know he's, like, the his sensei. He's, he's t- teaching him karate and stuff. But I'm just like, I don't know. It just... He's his best friend all of a sudden. He's the right hand man of Leroy in there. I imagine yeah. you practice martial arts together. You're gonna get to know each other a little bit. True. Uh, yeah, sure. But yeah. By the way, which martial art are they learning? Because we've been saying karate. Uh, in the movie, at some point, someone says kung fu. Oh. And but if he's idolizing Bruce Lee, Bruce Lee did Wing Chun. So I saw a little Wing Chun in there. Uh, okay. then I saw I, I, other stuff. Hey, this is a mishmash. Okay. I mean, I guess like Bruce Lee, because Bruce Lee like invented um, Jeet Kune Do. I was going to say Jeet Kune Do. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I always forget. <laughs> I always forget the first third of it. I can remember Kune Do every time, but Jeet Kune Do. Yeah. Um, the whole thing with like, honestly, I feel like, you know, talking about the Eddie Arcadian plot and how ridiculous it gets and shit. Hmm. Honestly, that should have just been probably like a minor plot point or something. Yeah. Uh, instead of like as big as it was, it was like there's there's three thirds that make the whole pie of the plot, and it's like you got the the Leroy story with Vanity, the 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 romance, and then you have Shonoff and Leroy, and then you have Eddie Arcadia and Vanity and Leroy. There's a much smarter script in here. That is just uh, Shonuff has a gang and he's scary and he's like taking over parts of the neighborhood, including the bar or or discotheque or whatever where the girl works. And he's terrorizing her. He's terrorizing Leroy's parents and all this other stuff. And Leroy's got to stop him. He's got to learn that sometimes you got to fight for what you believe in or something like that. But I was thinking about this. I imagine the people producing the movie were like, no, 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 no. We got to have a bunch of like eighties music in there. We got to have some pop hits. We got to have some music videos, write a script so we can showcase some music. 
because that's what the kids want. And so that's why all this this cockamamie nonsense with Eddie Arcadian and and uh, and uh, what's her name Angela something. That that's where all that comes from. Oh, we gotta have a musical. And for some reason, Mike Starr's there, and he's a boxer, and he does nothing the whole movie. Yeah, I don't, he's a terrible boxer. Why is terrible. he in there? Why, Mike Starr, what are you doing? This it's is so weird. Why are you in everything? This is this is me that overthinks it. By the way, because remember, Eddie Arcadian has hired Rock to be like a a boxer, a champion, but he's like a loser. So when they're trying to find like all these hitmen to take out the fucking Leroy and shit. Um, like, why did Arcadian take? I mean, obviously, we know Shonuff is fucking amazing, but like, why would uh, Arcadian rely on Rock's experience on who is a dangerous fighter when he's a loser? Yeah, even like the big fight breaks out. Instead of helping, he just pulls a gun. Yeah, like, you're a boxer, maybe box. I don't know. <laughs> he's boxing from a distance. Yeah, that's true. But- I also got to take up umbrage with uh, Eddie Arcadian. He called himself the video game king or whatever the fuck, and I saw not one goddamn video game. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's a cool angle. And then the whole rest of the movie, like, doesn't do anything with that. Was like, that I was think, disappointing. I think he meant to say music video king. That would make more sense. That would have made a lot more sense. Uh, also, his name's Arcadian. It makes me think of Arcade in Marvel Comics. It's, it's weird. But, uh yeah, all that stuff just kind of progresses and intertwines eventually. Like, Shonuff gets pissed because he can't fight Leroy. So he finds his dad's pizza parlor where him and his mom work, and his brother's there. His little brother's hilarious, too, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's a fun character. He's got such a damn attitude to him and shit. He's hip to it. His brother's like, he calls him a fortune cookie and shit. It's just really funny. Mm-hmm. Um. Talking about how he wants to get with Vanity. And she's like, that's my woman. I'm going to get her. I'm going to do my rap and it's going to be amazing. I'm like, yeah, I'm sure every 12, 13 year old kid probably back then was wanting to get Vanity. So sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, showed off his gang, go down there and trash the pizza parlor. And then they throw him in the fucking garbage <laughs> <laughs> and just ruin a bunch of other shit. Then he kicks it. He sees that, that it's like there's a weird music video machine in his pizza parlor. And he's like, he kicks it, destroys it. He's like, what is this crap? He's like, that's not even mine. <laughs> Who put it there? Arcadian? I, I think I think they like uh pay to put machines in places, you know, like a Coke machine. Like or a rent it. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, it just looked it looked the same as like the whatever the fuck is in that weird apartment he has. There was something just like it in there. It's yeah. strange. Uh but that that that's what causes Leroy to have to be like, Tim, I might have to actually fight this guy because he shows up and just sees the whole place trash. I like how the mother was like just taking dough and just hitting everybody in the face with dough. <laughs> She's getting mad, throw dough at people and shit. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I skipped before that that he showed up at the dojo, his dojo, and embarrassed him in front of everybody and told him to kiss his converse. I fucking love that line. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, all, all this stuff just kind of snowballs and like Leroy's trying to find the master and he, he finds a fortune cookie place and the three guys we were talking about earlier and he never finds the master. He gets mad because his master gave him a weird belt buckle and told him the, the real master will recognize it and he will show you what you need to know and kind of sent him on a wild goose chase because it turns out the master was a fortune cookie machine. 
it was a computer. <laughs> he, was like, he didn't know how to, how to properly describe what he saw. Mm. <laughs> and he tells him, like, no, you've known the whole time. The answer to, to mastery is, is in the one place you never looked within himself, I guess. Mm. And that's just kind of left to dangle until, like, the final fight where Eddie Arcade is crazy and he's got vanity and his little brother and they have a gun and <laughs> plans, I guess, just get this kid's ass kicked or possibly murder him <laughs> over the shit, over not not playing a music video. <laughs> and we get the final fight with Shodoff and Leroy, and it's awesome. Mm. It's a good, good fight, fun fight. I love the, the, the glowy special effects when they, they, they power up and have their auras. Yeah, it actually looks really good. Like, not being cheeky. I, I thought it was a pretty cool effect. Like, when they're punching and there's, like, the sparks. Like, it's very clearly an after effect, but I, don't, I think it looks really good. I like it. It looks, it reminds me of the lightsaber effect. They must have probably tried. How did George Lucas do the lightsaber thing? They probably thought they could put it over people's bodies or whatever. Yeah, maybe. Um, The sequence were, like, Shono's beating Leroy's ass and he's dunking him in the water. And it, it that's how he unlocks his, his glow. That shit was awesome. Uh, he beats him. And then the, one of my favorite parts, I forgot all about this, is when Eddie Arcadia has got to go. He's like, it doesn't matter all that kung fu crap. It doesn't mean a thing when you have a gun. And he, goes, he shoots him. And it looks like he shoots him and he's dead. And everybody's sad. But then he turns him over. He caught the bullet with his teeth. Yeah. The bullet. Catching bullets with his teeth. <laughs> Just, and he beats him up and it's over. He puts him on a hook and everybody's happy. You know, Leroy learns some moves. He wants Vanity to show him some moves. I I mean, I enjoyed this film. Um, obviously, it has a stupid plot, but like a stupid fun plot. Um, love the eighties. Yeah, I love the eighties music in it. Um, I like when Eddie Arcadian like takes over the like disco area with his two hostages, and like he they they played his music video of this some random person. I don't know who it is. I couldn't figure it out either because he was like, who is she? What's her name? Does she have an agent? He's like freaking out. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, I was like, that's pretty cool. Um, the fighting was actually decent. Like this, was, yeah. this wasn't like uh, that Christmas movie, the Christmas karate miracle that we watched where the kid was like, didn't even know how to do karate period. It wasn't like that. And this I'd one. already forgotten about that movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it wasn't like that, so I was like, oh, this is a pretty decent uh, fighting stuff going on right here. Uh, the only thing I kind of disliked a little bit was Vanity herself. She seems, I mean, she's nice to look at. She, 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 she's nice to look at, but, like, everything that she was saying was, like, so dull. Like, even when she was flirting around, I'm like, she, is she flirting or trolling? I'm like... Making, it's troll flirting. Yeah, like she wasn't. I mean, she wasn't brilliant, but I kind of thought her acting was a little better than the uh, the main guy, Timex or whatever. I hate to say it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say Timex. Timex. <laughs> yeah, she did all right. Like comparatively speaking, I think she did a better job than the girl in Purple Rain. I can't remember her name right now off the top of my head. Yeah, Purple Rain might have been a little bit better if Vanity stayed. But other than that, like I had fun. I mean, I'm not going to shit on a movie because uh, it's self-aware that it's a shitty movie, but a shitty, funny movie. 
I don't think that they were going out of their way to make a shitty movie. They just wanted to make a fun movie. Mm -hmm. They succeeded. And this isn't a goddamn onion. You have to fucking peel layers back or whatever the fuck. Make Mm. yourself cry. It's just a movie. Sometimes movies are just fun. Sometimes movies just need to be movies. And that's what this is. Any, Any final thoughts? I mean, I recommend it, so... Who's the master? That's that's my final thought. <laughs> Andy, what about you? Yeah, it's great. All right. So we have a gimmick every time we watch a set of movies. We love to rank them. Um, so I'm going to go first. I've been... No. De- oh, hey, I'm going to do it anyway. Okay, you go first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been debating on changing something in my thing, but I think I'm going to leave it alone. I was thinking about raising the last dragon into the number three spot where I had Night of the Living Dead, but I'm I'm still gonna keep it at number four. I had fun with it. I'm not saying it's bad or anything, but out of the three other good movies that we saw, um, I believe the last dragon needs the fourth spot. Um, number three for me is Night of the Living Dead. Number two is American Gangster, and number one is In the Heat of the Night. Andy, what about you? I had the same problem. I, coming into this, I was sure I was going to put Night of the Living Dead at three and Last Dragon at four. And I really like Night of the Living Dead. Like, I own the stupid Criterion edition of it, and I'm all proud of that and everything. But, and of course, for what that movie did, the film cannot be understated. That's an incredibly important movie, and blah, blah, blah. I just had so much fun watching The Last Dragon. I like that movie a lot. So, I, I put Night of the Living Dead at four, which hurts. And then the last dragon at three, then American Gangster two, and in the heat of the night at one. Okay, Zach, you're up. I'm putting American Gangster at four. Oh damn! Yeah, Put, fuck that movie. Fuck that movie. <laughs> fuck Denzel. They fucking made a bunch of bullshit. Uh, last dragon is three, and uh, uh, night in night. There's a night in this movie. Um, it's nights in two of these movies. In the heat of the night is two. Oh, he, he's he's putting over his own his own pick. <laughs> I am putting over my own pick. Night Living Dead's one. That's me. That's my pick. <laughs> you you gave American Gangster a higher score though. Yeah, I can concede that it's a uh, better film, sure, but I don't like it better. Yeah, that's that's the way I am with Night of the Living Dead and Last Dragon. Like Night of the Living Dead is probably a better movie, but it, I had more fun watching Last Dragon. All right. So, besides besides Andy uh, and me about the fourth pick, Zach, you're totally different than me and Andy's picks. So, do, do you argue Night of the Living Dead should be number one against in the heat, in the heat of the night? And if so, what it is? Um, I no, I don't. Uh, because this is just my taste buds on display. Okay. Uh, because I really like horror movies, and Night of the Living Dead is a great classic horror movie that helped propel the genre further forward. You know, like I said, its importance can can't be understated. Like that movie did everything, not even just for horror, just for like independent film. And just uh-huh. for filmmaking in general, like movies, incredibly important. And that that has a just a tiny little sliver uh, of difference that it makes that that does, but more things about it are like just more personal things, 
like the way the movie's shot, the fucking weird pauses and like close-ups of things and stuff I recognize in the movie and the weird music and it, it sets this mood that I really like. It's, it's, I don't know. It's like it, I like horror movies better than you guys, I think, and that's that's probably why. You do. At um, least more than me. And then He and Night's a, a really good movie and I, uh, like it kind of surprised me how good it was. I'm not saying like when I go into a movie, generally speaking, I try not to have any expectations at all. And it was just a really good movie. I, I, I have vaguely heard of it or I recognize some scenes from it. I think I said that before when we were talking about it, but mm. yeah, I can concede that it's overnight of living dead. Sure. Okay. Um, These other ones though, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're going to make those arguments soon. So, out of unless Andy, you have a change of heart on number one. Do you agree that it should be number one final in the Heat of the Night? Yeah, of course. Okay, I yeah, mean, because it's his movie, he picked it. It's my movie, bitch. <laughs> I I think no, I try. I, I I choose not my movie on a lot of these. I try to be. I try to be uh, subjective. Um, I mean, I think it's actually the perfect movie uh, out of the theme that we chose, Black History Month. That's why I chose it. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, this movie's going to be perfect. That too. That too. Yeah. yeah. And, we, and we weren't making it a thing where it had to be like this, you know, civil rights movement. We just took it. Yeah, no, that's really important to point out. All we said was black lead and or director. And, mm. of course, we all went with lead. But Yeah, so... Out of the bunch, Andy did pick the right movie. Um, that you know, during that time, they were know. all the right movie. All four of these movies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But now we're gonna get into the nitty gritty because me and Andy have American Gangster at number two, and Zach has it at number four. So you have to change our minds to possibly put up, you know, one of the other movies that should be the number two spot. Again, Zach, it's it's up to you. <clears throat> Okay, so um, I maybe did not really vocalize these thoughts when we talked about this movie originally, but um, it while like it's a pretty, I think it's a pretty good movie and everything, but it to me it kind of feels like those late oddies movies that come out that all oh, it's based off something in real life, it's a crime movie or something or whatever. It's it's good. And then it kind of passes by, and then I feel like I never, I, I, I would be fine if I never saw that movie again. Uh, for some reason, I just didn't really, really like it, you know? I don't want to do Zach's job for him or anything, but I, I had some problems with American Gangster as well. I think it's kind of the same thing Zach's saying, but I, I'll vocalize it a little differently. I think a lot of that movie that people like is held up by... Denzel. This is indicative of Hollywood nowadays. It's held up by its budget. And what I mean by that is the actors that they could afford and just the quality of its production. Like it's yeah. an incredibly well-made movie, incredibly well-written. I don't want to downplay the direction at all, but you know, if, if that movie starred anyone, but Denzel Washington and, um, uh, the white lead russell crowe if it starred anyone besides them like would it be as famous because i am not certain 
At That's all. actually exactly what I was thinking, and I just forgot that. Like, yeah. I, just, like I said, I, I, I think then. we felt the same way, but I was gonna use different words to say what we were saying. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't vocalize it. You did. You did. Okay. So, if you're looking at the doc, you probably got spoiler alert already. Um. So, you're right. Without Denzel Washington and probably Russell Crowe, this movie would not be that great. It would just probably, in my opinion, if they couldn't get anyone else to do this movie, this could be like a direct to Netflix or direct to, you know, Blu-ray, um, as far as this being a true story. Uh, because again, this person was terrible on what he was doing in New York. Uh, but the reason why I chose it was Denzel Washington. So I agree with you guys. So I'm changing my vote. I'm putting American Gangster at number three. And I'm putting Night of the Living at uh, Night of the Living Dead at number two. So, Andy, do you have any um, any arguments? Because technically, Night of the Living Dead would be at number two. Oh, that's fine. Like I said, yeah. I hate to do Zach's job for him, but I was convincing myself to say, "Yeah, but Night of the Living Dead at number two. That's great." Okay. You can do you can do my job for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So- and then, I mean. American Gangster and then Last Dragon, right? I mean, unless unless Zach has an argument that he wants to give that Last Dragon should go over American Gangster. Now I'm going to argue that the Last Dragon couldn't have been what it was without Time Mock and Vanity. <laughs> <laughs> That's the same argument then. It's the same. But but see, look, it was fun. It's more fun than American Gangster. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but Last Dragon had a lot of stuff that I really think it could do without. And for as long as American Gangster was, there was no scene where I was like, this is dumb. I just kind of want to get back to the action. But you're going to remember this movie for the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'd never necessarily forgot American Gangster either. You will. Give it another few months, you will. I mean, I, I had seen it before we did it on the show, too. So. All right. I feel if it comes off like I'm, I'm like fucking tearing that movie apart. I don't hate it. It's just like it to me, honestly, it's like it's, this was a good movie. But then some movies are just good and that's all they are. And then they kind of fade into time. You know, well, brother, since I put over Night of the Living Dead for you, you're going to put American Gangster over for me over I'll the list. Job. I mean, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not Hulk Hogan. I, I will job for the betterment of the business. All right. <laughs> so it's settled unless Andy, you have any objections. No, that's fine. That was my proposal. All right. I'm going to do Andy's job for him. I'm going to argue. I'm going to show him. No, I'm just kidding. At number four, last dragon at number three, American gangster at number two, night of the living dead and number one in the heat of the night. So, hey. You guys are probably wondering what we're doing next. We're doing more 007 James Bond. We're Back do- to Bond. Bond time. Here's Brosnan time. Yep. What did I say? What did I say last week? Beware the Ides of Brosnan or something like that. Because <laughs> it's March. The Ides of March. Yeah. So we're going to be doing Goldeneye. And I think what I might be doing, by the way, is I might be watching the movie and then playing the single player of the movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. So. I might, I might, might play it, you know, just for discussion for next week. Uh, so we'll get into that. Um, I don't think we have a lot of news to talk about. You kind of brought up the main news about the new Pokemans. 
Yeah, there's nothing else to say about it. They they put out a short little trailer. It's gonna play like Legends Arceus, which rips. They showed the three starters. One of them's a leaf cat, and who cares? One of them's a fire crocodile, and who cares? One of them's a duck, and he looks like he's got like a pompadour, and he looks awesome. Side duck gets RKO'd out of nowhere. Oh, um, news wise, we didn't talk about this last time, but. The new Halo show that's coming out on Paramount Plus, they're unmasking Master Chief. So, who cares? Do you have strong feelings about this? Yes, because I want it to always be a mystery. Oh, okay. So you're you're anti. Yes. Unmask. Okay. Like I I saw a bunch of stuff about this on Facebook, and I was like, who the fuck cares? You know what? <laughs> it's Halo's- just gonna look like some bald guy. He's just going to be some beefy looking white <laughs> jerk. Like, who cares? I like it better not seeing him. I'm with dubs on that one. I, I don't want to know what the Doom Slayer's face looks like. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I understand what they're kind of doing. They're trying to, like, personalize and... Guys, Master Chief more. Yeah. I mean, if he's going to be the main character of a television show, you have to do that. But I, I think what's more telling is the fact that it it was newsworthy that they were going to mask him. Like they should have just, and then they're like, well, yeah, of course that's what we're going to do. We're making a television show about him being controlled as, as like a weapon of war, as like a slave of war or whatever. Mm. Like well, you thought we were just going to have him in a helmet the whole time. That's stupid. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like I, video games, the stupid video games. I, I feel like if you have good writing, you could build people around it. Cause look at the Mandalorian. He never took up his man. Came to mind for me. Yeah. yeah. So like, you could still do that and build character in a way because, like, you don't need to see the face of the person. You can build character. You, it's in the games. I mean, in Infinite, there's a storyline where you're just like, holy character. shit. I mean, okay, yeah, maybe in Infinite, but... Yeah, you know like, what Halo needs? Halo needs J. Joe Jameson. They need some guy to fucking harass Master Chief all the time. Master Chief! <laughs> you know, the best like Why does he hide his face? What does he have to hide? Everywhere he goes, there's explosions and there's problems. And aliens. You know, don't, anyone ever talk to the Covenant? <laughs> don't don't la- open the caviar. Don't laugh. They might do that. They might be like have like a person that's like a poser. Like, show your face, you Spartan or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that that made news. And like the reason why the news came out because they knew the fan base was gonna go crazy. Like my, I didn't go crazy, but I was like, ah, it's stupid. Like I've always liked the idea of not knowing what fucking master chief looks like i'd rather just hear him go man this sucks i need a weapon let's go save america or the world or whatever like i that's all i need for master chief him going into a battle have fucking uh cortana you know can't make a show out of that you could if you had good writing well but it would suck i disagree like people think like we need to have these like fucking amazing like characters like baby yoda like everything has to be marketized when you're writing a tv show now yeah it shouldn't be it should be telling the story (laughs) of what's going on i mean you can have characters that are just like yeah get my gun and go but like canon films did that with chuck norris in the 80s and yeah those movies are fun but you know they kind of came and went they didn't they didn't they're not as as famous as you know character development. They're not as famous as John McClane. You, you know what it is. You have those weird people who be like, "Man, I hope Cortana fucks Master Chief." Like, I hope there's a sex scene. 
Oh, I hope she gets naked. Oh, yeah, yeah, I hope I hope they get together. That'd be amazing. Unmasked Master Chief, more like unshirt Cortana. <laughs> or they'll do like some weird like woke shit. I where... saw some people complaining that she looks weird. Like she looks like a person instead of like <laughs> Yeah, it does look weird. A hologram or something. <laughs> like, I, why? What I, People are weird. <laughs> I think I tweeted to Paramount Plus. I said, why does Cortana have skin? Because, <laughs> like, she's, like, this virtual purple lady. Like, it should just be a purple lady. <laughs> well, isn't that more appealing to look at? I guess. And it, 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 it's a TV. In some weird-ass backwards way, it somehow looks faker than how she looks in modern games. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know why. And that, that sounds dumb as shit, but you guys agreed with me. <laughs> so, <laughs> In, it, we're talking about the even further out future, so I feel like the technology they have to portray an artificial human form is even better than what we have now. So it's not going to look like, you know, an Xbox. It's not going to look like a 2005 game. It's going to look like a real, a real little person. Watch every. I don't know why they, don't know why they just couldn't do an effect like how she kind of looks now. Like, why not? It's that's totally doable. What if they try to do like a Master Chief Arbiter fucking love story or whatever? Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. Honestly, okay. just make a movie or make make a TV show about the Arbiter. He's way more interesting. Yeah. Can't make TV shows about aliens. Nobody will care. There's no marketing there. People are dumb. Anyway. Um Have you heard of Baby Yoda? That's that's baby Yoda. It's not a weird alien. It's not a weird predator guy or something with a sword. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't mind. Like, basically, it. all I have to say is the writers of that show have their work fucking cut out for them because they, <laughs> they have nothing to work with. <laughs> you know what I've always wanted? I always wanted a Predator Two storyline of uh, Danny Glover's like city. Like the whole time he's like trying to find this predator like that's doing crimes and shit, <laughs> just fighting the predator in the city. Like making a cop show, making like Law and Order, just fucking predator in it. <laughs> making a police procedural. Yeah, sounds like a funnier die skit. Yeah, <laughs> it kind of does actually. But yeah, um, oh not a lot of news. Uh, I guess little wrestling news mania is around the corner and i just don't give a shit but i i pointed out that damian priest turn heel and edge is heel against aj uh, i almost said aj lee um what the fuck is AJ his styles. name aj styles <laughs> wow you forgot his name yeah because i haven't seen him in the ring but yeah um somehow stone cold is coming back i don't know how He's just going to stand in the ring and shout for five minutes. And then he'll what? Leave. Texas? What? <laughs> Kickstarter? What? This is my state. And I'm excited to have WrestleMania back here again. And Give me a hell uh, yeah. someone throw me a beer. Uh, <laughs> you can't do that anymore. Okay, I guess I'll leave. <laughs> buy, my lager. Buy, my, buy my broken skull lager. Yeah, that's it. That's all he's going to do. He's I don't, yeah, I still don't really believe he's going to wrestle. I, <laughs> I don't know. Well, they're kind of, they have a, uh, we call it a storyline safe uh, thing, because they're feuding with the uh, the Alpha uh, Academy. Yeah, Academy. Thank you! That's what Gable does all the time. It's hilarious. I'll, I'll send you guys a video. Um, but they're feuding with them for the tag titles. 
and they're setting up a tag title match on next Monday Night Raw. And if they're doing the Stone Cold an- uh, angle, um, maybe Stone Cold will show up and like distract Kevin Owens somehow, just having his theme song go off or whatever, or him showing up on the side of the ring. I think that's what's going to lead to the feud. If he doesn't do it, then it's just going to be them against the tag title champions, and I'm okay with that. But enough for me rattling about WWE. No one gives a shit anymore about them, unless they unless they do something better. Um, but that the, six eight or six revolution. You gotta you gotta cover that, brother. Yes, I'm gonna be buying it. I gotta buy that soon. Um, anyway. I think we're going to end the episode here. Remember GoldenEye, everybody. GoldenEye. Um, go watch a movie and come back next week and we'll talk about it. You can find Big Trouble Little Podcast on Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Me and Zach also do a uh, the Nemesis Project where uh, we talk about Resident Evil shit, uh, the movies, books, and games. And then me and Zach also have a wrestling podcast, podcast called Getting Some Color. And we're almost through Ju- through June. We have Clash of Champions and another episode of WCW Saturday Night that we're going to be covering, I uh, believe, this week. I think we're back on the uh, wrestling schedule this week. Mm-hmm. And next week, we have the launch of WWE 2K22. So keep an eye out for content from me and maybe Zach if uh, we get some games going on in there. But um, we're going to end here. Everybody have a good night. I'm, I'm trying to talk like the main character from The Last Dragon. Not working out well. But uh, good night, everybody. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.